I don't like the feeling of swallowing vitamins. You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Annabelle and Christian. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is... Crossing Crossing the the Threshold. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of Swept Together, the show where we talk about relationships, learn how to make relationships work from other successful couples, and talking about why being in business or traveling with your significant other can make your relationship even stronger. And that's what we've been doing for the last 10 months. How many months have we been on the road? Nine months? Is it nine now? Yes, nine months. Yeah. We just had our nine-month road anniversary last week. Oh yeah, we didn't even do anything. It's being it, we're making it so like we didn't we didn't celebrate it in any way. I it just came and went. I didn't even think about it. Well, let's celebrate it this week. Okay. What do you want to do to celebrate our nine-month road anniversary? Um, I don't know. Besides, move to a new campground. Well. <laughs> Yeah. Hashtag um, road life. I don't know. What, well, I mean, we're going salsa dancing today, tonight. That's true. So that'll be fun. I'm really excited about that. And then, um, I don't know. I think since we're here, we should go to the beach again. Maybe later when it's warmer. Okay. Okay. So we'll do that. Happy <laughs> nine month road anniversary, babe. So what are we talking about today, babe? Today, we're talking about one of my favorite things. It's super fun and sexy, and it's math. (laughs) Well, we've never talked about math on the show before, but you're really good at math in high school. I was once upon a time. So was I. I mean, I I got into like calculus and differential equations and other things that I probably have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Yeah, I'm like kind of terrified of having to help potential future children with math. But that's what school's for. That's true. I Don't ask any, me about your homework, kids. I didn't get any help from my parents in math. I sometimes asked my parents for help. And then usually they'd be like, can I see your textbook? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that my mom didn't help me in math anymore. Because she's really good at math. But maybe she's only good like in accounting math. Which doesn't require like that much yeah. high level math. I mean, we've talked about like use it or lose it in a lot of different contexts. Um, language learning being one of them. Math or is probably coding languages totally or math. I mean, or math science is also a for that manner. Like I used to know physics. I like physics so much I took it like three times over and over. Oh, yeah? Is it because you liked it so much? I probably haven't. Well, I think I... So I took physics in... High school? Yeah, in high school was the last time I took it. But I think it was like my freshman year of high school. Freshman year? You have to have calculus and stuff for physics. So here's the... My high school was testing this like new program where they were teaching the sciences backwards. You know how normally it goes biochem physics? Yeah, well, that's how I did it. They were testing this new order and they were doing it physics, chemistry, biology. So I took them backwards. 
But the problem was I was only in like advanced math, not like super advanced math. So half of my class was in trig and half of us were just in whatever comes before trig. Algebra two. Yeah. I think. So I was like, what's a sine? What's a cosine? I was a little over my head in physics. But anyway, it's been like probably 15 years or something, over 15 years since I had physics. Anyway, um, <laughs> all of that tangent to say that we're talking about math today. And speaking about the past, um, if you have not listened to any of our past episodes, you can go to our website, swepttogether.com where you'll find all of our past episodes. Um, and you can share this episode on swepttogether.com slash episode 65. Just find us on our website. <laughs> if you happen to be listening through iTunes or the podcast app, we would really appreciate it if you would take a moment to leave us a rating and a review. This helps us a lot in terms of reaching new people and, uh, you know, beating the algorithm, so to speak. <laughs> beating, beating the math algorithm. The math, since we're talking about math. So why, why are we talking about math in a podcast where we normally talk about our relationship? Well, once upon a time, when you and I were in a brand new relationship, you sent me an article via email as you did on occasion and this one was about the math of lasting relationships i i don't actually remember sending you this article i have no idea where this article came from <laughs> i don't either um and actually Are you sure yes because i made the trello card from the link in my email so i actually sent this to you i really don't remember yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, wow, so you I'm sent, so nerdy. You sent me, yeah, that's why I love <laughs> you. You sent me this article uh, and we have a Trello board that we use to help us organize our ideas for the show and keep track of the different tasks that we have to do for every episode. And I was making kind of like a, a brainstorm list and I came across this article in, I think I was searching for something else that you had sent me. And this came up like, you know, in my tagged folder because I have a Christian tag on my inbox or my Gmail. Okay. So this came up and I was like, oh, this art, you sent me this article a long time ago. And so I read it again and I was like, this could be a good podcast episode. So I turned it into a Trello card. Which leads us to this week where we're now going to talk about it on the show. Right. And we actually, we found uh, a TED Talk given by Hannah Fry from which the article was written. So Hannah Fry gave this TED Talk and it was, you know, a couple of years ago. It's a couple of years mm -hmm. old, but it was talking about like the top three tips for relationships based on like mathematic equations. So Hannah Fry is like... Um, a PhD and I think she got her PhD in like fluid dynamics or something like that and she was trying to oh no like complexity theory <laughs> which I had no idea that was that sounds very complex for a, for something to do as a PhD <laughs> like not I mean it's not PhD, aerospace it, engineering 
I think she went into aerospace. Did she really? <laughs> she she used it in um to uh for for aerodynamics in like race car or something. Race cars or maybe hmm. I don't know, rocket surgery. Rocket anyway, surgery. <laughs> so not the point. She So wanted... she's almost as smart as our soon to be brother in law. Yeah. So she wanted to do something kind of different and she wanted to take it into a like a like a um i don't know maybe she was just bored and she was like hey i want to look at how math can be applied to human relationships and this is from that is this ted talk comes this ted talk and so we thought it was really fascinating um and we'll link it on the show notes of course like we usually do yep um but, you know, uh, she had three different points that she made um, about math and love. And, um, you know, two of them were about bas- like basically dating and how to pick your, you know, significant other. And they're very interesting things. But, you know, at this stage in our relationship, you know, kind of, we're kind of like past that. Like the top top pick number one was like, how to win at online dating and then how to have an awesome like profile or a, not an awesome one have a um profile that would get you a lot of messages yeah and then like the other one was you know how to pick your perfect partner according to math so like you know and she goes into like pretty good detail about that um which is also very interesting but you know i think at this point it's safe to say we're past those two <laughs> sections <laughs> and so the third tip um relationship tip she gives is um how to avoid divorce and so that's what we wanted to kind of dive deeper into because it's really fascinating it's very you know it's, it's really um counterintuitive actually so yeah um definitely different than how i've done things in the past yeah The concept that she introduces when she talks about how to avoid divorce is something called the negativity threshold, which is fancy jargon, I guess. But basically, it boils down to a couple's success is dependent on whether one partner responds positively or negatively to another. So she explains it as you can think of it as how annoying the husband can be before the white's wife starts getting really pissed off and vice versa, um, <laughs> which I thought was funny a funny way of looking at it. But she references John Gottman um, and his... That can be really annoying to you. That's, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, she references John Gottman and the research that he did in his... Uh, or is doing still. I yeah, in I his guess. love lab. And we've, love we've lab. talked about John Gottman mm-hmm. um, quite a bit in the past in other episodes. Um, and he's we talk- basically like the biggest name in relationship research. Yeah, I think he's, I mean, really like way far ahead of everybody. Because I mean, he's been doing lot. it he's for what, forever. like 30 years? Or he's something got a love like lab in Seattle, right? He, he's yeah, he's the University Seattle. of Washington. Mm-hmm. And he puts on lots of seminars and things like that. And one of the things he does is this love lab where they actually have it like a, like a like an apartment, and for a weekend, um, they have couples come in and they're like, 
hey, just do your, you know, normal thing that you would do on the weekend. You know, they, they have people bring their dogs and bring their like cookware so that they can like cook whatever they want. You know, if it's a yeah. specialized thing or whatever. Just do like a normal weekend. Yeah. And the, except the only difference is that obviously they're getting monitored. They have like cameras all over the place and sensors and things like that. And um, and what they do is they kind of figure out like how they interact with each other, this couple, um, how they interact with each other. And then they from that they derive, you know, um, I guess they're... And their they, conclusions. They basically got to where, with their research, they could predict with a 90% accuracy rate, which is just, like, crazy, whether or not a couple would end up getting divorced. Right. And the big determining factor they discovered was, you know, whether or not one partner responds positively or negatively to what another partner does what the other partner does so this is um if you've heard of the term negativity spiral um if you have you know if your partner does something negative do you respond with more negativity or do you respond with positivity or like an attempt to repair the relationship so what Gottman I guess said was you know the more positive you are in a relationship and the lower risk of divorce you have and then the more negative the couple is in their relationship just in their general viewpoint of each other the higher yeah, risk which that's I mean that makes sense right because like mm -hmm. People always fighting and, you know, arguing and all that kind of stuff generally tend to become, you know, less agreeable with each other over time. And then they just become, get get divorced. I mean, that's what happened with me, you know. Yeah. Like, they're just more and more fighting. I mean, it's like after the honeymoon period, mm -hmm. what they call the honeymoon period. And then after that, there's more and more fighting and it just keeps escalating or I guess... In this case, it's called like the downward spiral where it just like more negativity breeds negativity within the relationship and then eventually gets just too out of hand and then you, there's no way to come back out of it. Or it's very difficult to come back from, from that kind of like negativity spiral. Right. The surprising thing that Hannah Fry says in her TED Talk is that couples with a high negativity threshold actually fare worse and mm -hmm. okay so help me help me talk about this because so I, I always get this like confused in my head yeah so so what, what is the negativity threshold let's talk about that the negativity threshold is the point at which something annoys you or frustrates you or makes you angry Right. So if there's, you know, um, like a, a behavior of mine that you find annoying or frustrating or, or that you just don't generally agree with, mm -hmm. that's your threshold. Right. So if I like, I don't know, what kind of annoying behavior could I possibly exhibit? I mean, um, none whatsoever. <laughs> no, I think so. She contrasted these relationships where 
you know, and I think I was taught like in my previous relationships, it was, you know, I I was kind of under the, the philosophy of like, don't make a big deal out of anything, you know, like if it's a little thing, like don't sweat the small stuff, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Like if it's, if it's a little thing and maybe it like kind of annoys you a little bit, like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like just let, like give your partner room to be themselves and like, don't. So you like let it slide. Let it slide. Very let it easily. slide. Yeah. Okay. Um. And I think you know, because I used and I used to justify that by being like, well, you know, I just have a really easygoing personality, and like, I don't, you know, I don't like conflict. I don't, you know, it's so it's so to me, it's like, well, I'm only gonna fight about something if it's like a really big deal to me. You know, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna disagree about something if it's a really big deal. Right. And so that is considered a high negativity threshold you can stand a lot of bad behavior or a lot of annoying behavior a lot of you know before you get upset or before you you bring it up before you bring it up before before, it becomes like a fight before it becomes or or an argument whatever before you get yeah get really really upset and i think what that hap what that led to um in my relationships was these huge blow-ups, you know, where because then, you're hold, you were holding in right. all those like and my, small. My, um, you know, my ex was the same way, where he would hold a lot of stuff in, and then we'd have these big blow-ups where all these things would come out, and we'd just like, barat, you know, like there'd just be too much stuff, you know, in one fight. <laughs> and then um, you would like, but would you bring? other arguments into the fight like that are not even yeah like like, didn't even include that you know you'd eventually get mad at something but it would be like you're like oh you never do the dishes and also why don't you right it would be like one little thing that set that set you off because there's all these other things kind of like building up that you never talked about you know and then you so get then you to the place where you get up at that point. Yeah, you get to the point where you're like, well, I thought nothing was wrong. I think I thought everything was fine. I thought our relationship was great. And then all of a sudden you're in this like pit where everything's terrible, you know, and that that was um, and that's that was just my experience. But my understanding was like, oh, I just need to let things go. I just need to be easygoing. I just, you know, I need to accept my partner for who they are. And I really had that mindset and I realize now how that got me, you know, wanting to avoid that conflict and wanting to not bring anything up kind of ended up in this really, um, you know, that this place that ended up eventually where everything was really negative and we ended up obviously getting a divorce. Um, and... So seeing this um, really made me be like, oh, I totally did that. You know, I totally just let everything go um, until it was like too late, too much. Yeah. Right. Well, because then too, like, you know, I mean, as a as a person, um, like if you think of it just when you're working at a job, for example, you know, if you have a manager who like, you know, 
say, checks in with you regularly and is constantly giving you feedback on what you're doing well or how you could improve, um, you're more likely to have a positive opinion of your job as opposed to just like, you know, you work for a whole year, you have no idea what your manager thinks, and then you have your year year on review and your manager's like, you're a really terrible employee and I actually yeah. hate everything that you've done <laughs> and you're fired. You know, like, yeah. they're... That's a really good analogy. Um, and so I think there's kind of um, that that bringing up the little stuff helps there not be like one big, um, you know, bad blow fight. up. Yeah, yeah, and that that goes on uh, along with what we heard from um, Danielle and Howard from Marriage on Deck, where they talked about, you know, having this like quarterly thing. I'm sure they do it more regularly than that, but they have like a formal like quarterly check-in with each other. Like, this is what we can improve on and this is what, you know, went right or whatever. But they probably, you know, I don't know if we talked in um, in detail about what they do on a day-to-day basis, but I am sure that they're, they have a low negativity threshold for each other. Just in... in in um, talking with them and, you know, how um, they they keep it, keep each other accountable. You yeah. know, they talked about how they keep each other accountable all the time. So, I mean, not just a quarterly basis, but on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, and I think it comes back to the perspective of, um, you know, how you think about and respond to your partner so like if you think positively towards your partner and they do something negative towards you that annoys you that annoys you right um or hurts you you can say i know this person has my best interests at heart or i know they love me i know they care about me but this one action um hurt my feelings Uh, on the flip side if you um if you think negatively towards your partner if you think of them negatively then you know you're gonna think man they always you know this person always does xyz or this person is always frustrating me or always stressing me out and then if they do something good you're like wow that was a fluke or you know this never happens um or what what are they trying to get out of me or what you know like there's there's a skepticism of of them doing something good um or something that you you know you like or you want um and the quote-unquote normal is them doing something negative right so it's about their character yeah as a person their character they are a negative person in general and when they do positive things it's an anomaly and so i think having that positive perspective or that positive attitude towards your partner makes it easier to be open to those little conversations right you know because if you and your partner think positively towards each other and you say, hey, like, babe, it really, 
hurts my feelings when, you know, you tell me you're going to do something and then you don't do it, you know, or when you, that was, that was too general. So let's say, well, what, what, what's an example of, you know, what we've done, you know, because I can, I can think of some things, you know, whenever you, like for you, when you have something on your mind, you always has, have this like cute way of doing, saying it like, can I talk to you for a minute? (laughs) You know, you have like that shy, but I mean, that's what I, I know that something is bothering you at that like exact moment and we're going to have a discussion about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you have a, a really cute way of bringing it up because it's not like contentious and it's not like, listen here, jerk. <laughs> I have something to bring up. Um, like you, you're very, you know. Get your shit together. Right. So you, you bring it up in a cute way and then so then we have a conversation about it and then it turns out to be fine yeah Um, and i think i always like i do this intentionally one because i believe it to be true and two because i think it like sets the conversation in a good direction like i always say like i know you didn't mean for it to for whatever you did to come across as you know or I didn't, I know you didn't mean or intend for this to hurt me, but this is how I experienced, you know, your action. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, we, we bring stuff up to each other like pretty regularly and we have kind of that open relationship where like, I know if something's bothering me, I can come to you and talk about it. And I might not come and talk to you about it in that moment because I am kind of an internal processor. Yeah, and I, I mean, I sometimes to, like, it takes you a while. But I try not to, I try not to, I really try not to sit on things. You know, I, I um, more than, you know, like a day or two. Because then, then it really does start to like, I can feel it start to influence my, like, yeah. You know that the the you longer you hold on, right? The longer you hold on to those things, the more it's likely to impact, you know, the other stuff that may not be a big deal. You know, and so we, I think, have cultivated a relationship that has a really low negativity threshold, and because we have these discussions like all the time, um. I think that's kind of why we don't really fight. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think an analogy for this would be like, (laughs) would be like holding in your farts. (laughs) You You know what I mean? Like if you held in your farts in front of me, and you just like never farted in front of me ever mm-hmm. and it would it would like start to to hurt and be uncomfortable yeah right and you would be like you don't you wouldn't want to be around me because you know that if you know you need to do something maybe <laughs> maybe a little negative you you might see see it as a negative <laughs> go wait stay with me babe <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> then you wouldn't want to hang around me because you're like, I can't be myself. Yeah. And I can't, you know, let it go. 
but I think that's a good analogy. I think it's you know if you if you hold in your farts for too long, then it'll start being uncomfortable, and then you're like, I just want to fart. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, that is a really funny analogy. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a I think it's a good way to think about it because if you hold stuff in then it'll get to a point where it'll just explode just like you were talking about yeah and you never want to get it to that point because at that point it's even more difficult to to get back to you know to a good baseline of having a good understanding of each other yeah and i think i will say you know since we're kind of on this topic um you know, just because we don't quote unquote fight doesn't mean that if you do fight, you have a bad relationship. Um, I think that something that Gottman, I remember reading in Gottman's research was that it wasn't like the... Um, I think what you're saying is that fighting or not fighting is not necessarily an indicator of a good or bad right. relationship. Right, like it wasn't the frequency or the volatility of the fighting that yeah. determined the outcome of the relationship. It was the attempts to repair the relationship like or and whether right. or not you responded positively to your spouse's attempt to repair the relationship. Right. So like... Uh, you and I are just not like yelly people like we just don't we don't raise our voices we don't like that's just both of our personalities and so we happen to be really compatible in that way because you know we'd both rather not like get into yelling screaming matches with each other right and so that's just our style and if you know, I, I just don't want people to despair if they're listening to this and being like, oh, my gosh, well, me and my partner fight. And like that. Does that mean we have a terrible relationship? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's what that's what the the book, the the Gottman book says. It's like it, you know, people sometimes fight. I mean, we know people that fight all the time, but they're in great relationships now. You know, and I think it's not, but not fight like in a spiteful, mean way. You know, they just like argue about stuff because just that's just their personality. Well, it's this; it's their style of not letting things go. You know, it's their version of the no low negativity threshold. Yeah, I mean, and and also, you know, like it goes into other relationships too. Like my relationship with my friend JP and Phil, for example. Right, Mm -hmm. you you've seen me interact with them. Yes, and it looks like we're at each other's throats and arguing and yelling at each other. But that's just the way we communicate. And they're great guys. They're my, my really good friends. And, and I wouldn't be doing business with them if, you know, I, I didn't like them. But, you know, that's just kind of how <laughs> it works with us. And that's not how we work, right? you and me. But that's just how, you know, JP, Phil, and I work together. It's just... You know, right? But it's all kind of in, you know, not not to be mean or spiteful, and you know, be critical 
of of those guys i'm not like yelling at them or arguing or telling them they're they're stupid well sometimes i do but (laughs) not in a in a mean spiteful way well because it's yeah because you have that foundation of relationship right we have that respect for each other we know that the all everybody is in um in the business or in the relationship for good purposes right and it's not like they're just in it for themselves yeah and so you know being invested in your relationship knowing that your partner is being invest is invested in your relationship um and having that positive outlook is really the the fundamental yeah thing and that's what the that's what the whole negativity threshold the low having a low negativity threshold is all about is just being able to freely talk to each other in a non you know judgmental critical way and then accepting that um conversation and then taking it in and being okay with having those little you know little course corrections i mm-hmm. guess you should say yeah as opposed to like one giant you know blow up yeah so, um really really interesting uh things and um we didn't really i don't think before we we talked about that i don't think we really you know had any dialogue between us about how that works you know but i guess based on math <laughs> this is a a good equation for you know how how to avoid divorce yeah which is what i want to do yeah. <laughs> likewise so the way we treat each other ultimately is has a huge impact on how our partner responds to us, um, which is like one of the factors that um, Hannah Fry shared in her equation. And one of the ways that we stay connected to that positive energy in our relationship is through the sweep up. You want to do the sweep up? Yeah, let's do the sweep up. What made you feel loved today? Um, what made me feel loved today was, you know, last night we talked about um, doing the show, recording the show early, early in the day. I know that's not where your energy is. You know, at the the very beginning part of the day, your energy is more towards like the later afternoon and early evening. Yep. Um, which is normally when we record a show but um today we decided to do a little bit differently and you got up and you did your you know your meditation and your yoga and your routine so that you can like get your your juices flowing (laughs) and you did that and then i think we did a really great show today and i really appreciate that and that made me feel loved what about you what made you feel loved babe It made me feel really loved that you responded to me being kind of stressed out or not really stressed out, but like I was definitely feeling um, the effects of living in a small space that was feeling kind of cluttered. (laughs) Um, 
and you took time out of what you were doing to help me clean up and put things away and, um, you know, declutter some stuff and get things organized. And um, it was just a little thing, um, but it went a long way to making me feel very um, much better about the state of our home. And uh, that made me feel really loved. You're welcome, babe. And what about you guys? What made you guys feel loved today? Um, let us know in our show notes at swepttogether.com slash episode 65. And if you enjoyed this show, please share us um, with your friends, your family, significant other. You know, link us to your Facebook, your Instagram, um, and tell them to subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. You can find us online pretty much every social media platform at Swept Together. And we would love to hear what is one thing you could do this week that would help your partner respond more positively towards you? And how could you work in your relationship to lower your negative negativity threshold? Yeah. And we're really thankful that you listened to us this week um, as we continue our journey into figuring out this whole marriage thing and figuring out how to stay married and avoid divorce. Um, it's really interesting stuff that we've uh, come up with. So... Um, as much as it is a good resource for you, it's uh, also awesome for us. So we really appreciate <laughs> your support and your comments, your likes on our social media. And until next week, love, love you guys. is the worst part of my day. Why are you making so much noise? Sorry. This cat doesn't even care about me. Stupid dog. Ooh, remind me, I have to show you this picture of one of the golf carts I ran by yesterday.